Welcome to the Police Wife Podcast, where we dive into the unique challenges and triumphs of being married to a police officer. This podcast will provide inspiration, support, and practical resources for law enforcement spouses who stand strong behind the badge. In each episode, we will share real and honest conversations addressing the topics that matter most to you. Whether you're driving down the road, finally getting to that load of laundry, or just kicking your feet up, tune in to find encouragement, strength, and a community of fellow law enforcement spouses who understand what you're going through. Now come on, let's navigate this journey together. Hey y'all, this is episode one of the Police Wife Podcast. I'm so excited you're here and excited for what all I have in store for you. Today we're honoring Brian Keith Nichols, badge number 121 of the Alabama Department of Public Safety. Brian's tour of duty was nine years. Brian started his law enforcement career in the United States Coast Guard. He enjoyed getting to board the boats and do other cop-like duties. He later changed to the United States Coast Guard Reserve and wanted to attend the Alabama State Trooper Academy. It was truly in his blood because his father was a retired Alabama State Trooper. One of Brian's favorite hobbies was fishing. He was into fitness and an avid jogger. His wife Denise remembers how Brian always put God first. He always made her feel like she was the center of his world and he spent so much time with their kids and would keep them if he was off instead of sending them to daycare. Denise also remembers his smell. She said she could still smell him at times. Brian would want to be remembered for loving God first and foremost. He would also want to be remembered as being honest and faithful, adoring his children, and for his enjoyment in serving others. When I asked Denise what else she would want y'all to know, she said this, Neither of us were always the best Christians. In fact, far from it when we first started dating. But after getting married and having children, we knew we needed to turn our lives back over to the Lord. Brian's last shift, the shift he lost his life on, he left his camera on for a period of time. During about a 30-minute time period, he had praise and worship music playing. He was praying aloud for our friends and family, calling out names. I now have this tape, and it makes me wonder if the last few hours of my life were recorded, what would I be doing? Also, as some of the other area officers arrived on scene of his crash, they weren't sure who it was at first. But one told me the radio was still playing Christian music, and he knew it was Brian. He loved with his whole heart. Even though I've remarried, I miss this man so much. Until we meet again. We want to thank Officer Brian Nichols for his service. I decided that it may be a good idea for you to get to know me a little before we dive into these topics that we're going to discuss on the podcast. So that's what I decided to make this episode about. So let's jump in and get started. Growing up, I was terrified of the police. I know, I know. That sounds crazy since I ended up marrying a law enforcement officer. But when I was little, I thought they were going to arrest me, put me in jail, and throw away the key. As I grew up, I learned that the police weren't so bad after all. Then, after dating a law enforcement officer, I realized that they're basically human too. Now, don't get me wrong. Even today, I still get a little nervous when I see an officer turn around when I know I'm going a little too fast. Thanks, Mom, for the lead foot. Or when I go through a roadblock because, of course, I know they're looking for me, right? I'm just kidding. 
But now I know they aren't just there to lock me up and throw away the key. Fast forward to 2010, I had accepted a new job in town and was excited because I was going to be in a new place getting to meet new people. One of the girls I ended up hiring was in a relationship with a state trooper at the time, and we got on the subject of my dating life. Her boyfriend was friends with another officer, and they wanted to introduce me to him. A few days later, we were supposed to meet, but he couldn't because of an alligator call. Now, let me clarify. My husband's a game warden. At that time, I knew about game wardens because I grew up hunting and fishing with my family, but I didn't know the extent of what they were involved in. So naturally, I thought he was just trying to get out of meeting me. Well, I was wrong. He did, in fact, have a call that night because of an alligator situation. We rescheduled our double date for October 8, 2010. Earlier that day, he messaged me and asked if, asked if I wanted to meet prior to the date night so that it wouldn't be so awkward in front of our friends. I said sure, so we decided to meet at a gas station after work. What wasn't told to me was that he was the same height as me, and I decided to wear high heels that day. I happened to have a pair of sandals in my car that I threw on before getting out, but y'all, I get out of my car, and there he is in this very snazzy uniform, because I can speak for all the ladies when we say that our men look really good in uniform, right ladies? And then there was me. In these sandals and my size long pants that looked like I was a five-year-old playing dress up in my mama's closet. They were six inches too long and every time I took a step, I walked all over them. I was so embarrassed. We stood in the parking lot for about an hour talking before we had to leave to get ready for our date. After seeing me like that, he did actually show up and we're married now, so I think it's safe to say that the date went pretty well. Seven months later, he proposed, and I said yes, and we were married on March 24th, 2012. We'll be celebrating 10 years in March. Now, I know that's a fun throwback, but I'm here to tell you that for the first two years of our marriage, I hated the fact that he was a police officer. Right before we got married, we moved to his hometown, which was a much larger city with a heck of a lot more traffic. I was four hours away from my family, and the only people I knew were his mom, his dad, his brother, and my now sister-in-law. We're small-town folks, for sure. And I can remember on our first day living down there in this big city that I was driving the, down the highway praying that I could find a red light because I was so lost and had no clue where I was. I felt alone and out of my element. Being that this was a bigger city, he was a lot busier with his job, of course. This would be a good place for me to tell you a little about his job. Game wardens don't have set shifts like patrol officers do. They're on call 24-7, work every weekend, and their weekday schedules vary depending on which hunting season it is. So at this point, we were in a busier city. I knew hardly anyone. I had, a lot, I had to do a lot of things by myself. He could hardly ever be at family functions, and I was bitter about all of it. I became frustrated because I was spending less and less time with my new husband, and at this time in my life, I was a needy wife. I didn't know how to be independent, because growing up in my family, we always did everything together. So not having my husband and doing, thing on, doing things on my own was something very new to me. I can't tell you the exact date, 
But in year two of our marriage, something changed. It was during winter, which for us was a busy season because of hunting season. He worked a lot of nights during this time, but also worked a lot during the day. So when he was home, he was usually asleep. I remember one night had just come back home from this call, changed clothes, and sat on the couch to watch TV with me. We'd been sitting there for about five minutes, and I looked over and he was sound asleep. In that moment, my heart was full. I watched him sleep and thought about what all he had been through over the previous days and that day, and I felt so much love and was so proud of him. From that day on, I didn't feel the constant bitterness towards his job. That day, I felt like I became a police wife. See, here's the thing. I wasn't bitter at him, even though I'm sure I took it out on him plenty of times. I was bitter at his job. I was bitter at his schedule, the people that would call him over and over again for help, the adults who acted like children over a deer, causing him to have to go to work, the canceled date nights, family functions, and holidays. It was all of it. It took me those two years to get used to this being our new normal. This led me to finding my identity as a police wife. After that day on the couch, I changed my mindset about what our life was going to look like. I learned that it was okay if we had to move date night, that celebrating holidays on a different day was going to be fine, that going on a call just meant that someone else needed him and he was selfless enough to go help. During this time, I also looked for a community. I realized that in order to keep my sanity, I needed other people to talk to that would understand when I had a bad day. This led me to joining the National Police Wives Group, Cop Wives Headquarters. Here is where I found my community, and I eventually ended up in an admin position overseeing the group and was able to become a mentor to women who were going through what I had gone through when we first got married. I've been part of this organization for seven years now, and it's been an amazing experience. Some of you may wonder why I call it a community. All I can say is that there isn't a better word for it. You see, this organization has over 300 women from all across the country in it, over 3,000 followers on the public page, and most of us have never even met. However, any one of us could get a call at any minute that another police wife needs help, and most of us would drop everything that we were doing to do what we could because of the thin blue line. We laugh with each other. We cry with each other, we offer support to each other, and we lift each other up. But most of all, we understand each other. That's what makes our bond so strong. About a year ago, I had the idea to start this podcast. I wanted a space where we could talk about our lives and it'd be okay. I wanted a place where new wives or significant others could go to find community. So here we are today. I wish I could tell you that I'm the perfect wife with everything figured out, but I'm not. I still have hard days. I still have panic moments when he doesn't respond to a message or a call for a long time. I'm sure he gets annoyed by it, but it is just what I am. I still have dreams about getting a knock on the door. I still, I still fear for him, for me, and for our families. I have days where I'm mad at the world because of the hatred towards his profession. I also have days where I'm full of pride and so proud of him. I have days where I don't think about it at all. 
but I've learned how to manage those hard days and fears. I've learned that I can lean on my community. I've learned to talk about it. I've learned to take hold of the good days and appreciate what is in front of me and don't worry about the what ifs. I'm here to tell you to embrace this life. We do this because we love our spouse. We're proud of him and we stand with him. This is my life, but sister, this is your life too. And we're gonna get through this life together as a community. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Police Wife Podcast. I hope you found valuable insights and support. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for future episodes and connect with me on social media for even more resources and community engagement.